episode 834. On the eve of Packers Family Night, we talked to the new broadcast host of the event. Lance Allen of WTMJ4 in Milwaukee helps us preview the annual training camp tradition. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caribou, and today we're talking about Packers Family Night. To do that, we're joined by a guest that we talked to on the phone yesterday. That guest is Lance Allen, sports anchor for TMJ4 in Milwaukee, host of the Mike McCarthy weekly television show during the season, and new host of Packers Family Night this upcoming Saturday, now that the NBC affiliates for the first time are taking it over. Hope you enjoy the interview, and uh, here it is. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? Right now on Railbird Central, we're joined by Lance Allen, host of Family Night on TMJ4 in Milwaukee and other affiliates on the Packers TV network throughout the state. Mr. Allen, how are you doing today? That's excellent. You have given me far too much respect with that Mr. Allen, Brian. I tell you, I feel really welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to join us today. And Lance, as the NBC affiliates take over as partners for the first time for Packers Family Night and you inherit hosting duties, what can we expect from the broadcast? Well, I think it's going to be really, really fun, first and foremost, and we're going to try to convey that on Family Night. I'll be honest, Brian, it's, it's all relatively new to us. So some of it is going to be learned uh, on the fly, but I think we have a good feel, you know, as far as d doing the preseason games now for the last five years that we've got, a, you know, a good chunk of the same crew. Um, you've got two pros up in the booth in Wayne and Larry, who I think the world of, you know, Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Packers and Larry McCarron, in my opinion, uh, one of the best, if not the best analyst, he can see stuff. And, and I know you're a football guy too, but it's just amazing how Larry, can see something on the field and break it down uh, in, in layman's terms or get everybody to understand kind of what's going on out there. Uh, so I think they're phenomenal. And then we'll have live interviews on the field with Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, uh, Mark Murphy, you know, some players after the game is over and mix in some guys like uh, Charlie Sakaitis and, and Cameron Moreland from our affiliate in Green Bay. So I, I think it's going to be a good, good variety of things uh, on, you know what you've been at practice before you know sometimes there's exciting parts of practice sometimes there's a little bit of a lull in the action and I think we'll kind of fill in those gaps well I'm really excited and I think the rest of the Packers nation is too to get this season underway and to take fans behind the scenes here Lance as I understand you're just coming away from an exclusive interview with Mike McCarthy which I assume will air during the broadcast Without giving away what he said, can, can you tell us a question or two you asked him uh, that you know you were interested in? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, Mike was in a great mood today. I think you know he he's very happy with how practice has gone in the first essentially week uh, of training camp, and some of the things that you'll look forward to seeing on on Saturday night is just you know he's always really liked the tight ends, but I think he feels like with the current grouping of tight ends that he has right now that it could be something very special so we talked about that and got into that 
and just kind of how the safety position on the other side of the ball on defense, how the safety position has really evolved from a position where, you know, okay, you know, you thought that your superstars on defense were always on the defensive line or maybe, you know, like your, your edge rushing linebackers, like, you know, Clay Matthews or even cornerbacks like Charles Woodson. And now the safety position has really become a premium position. So we kind of talk about that. And also, you know, just asking the questions about, you know, having a successful year last year but falling short of what the ultimate goal is do you you know how do you handle that how you know do you hear the criticism of people saying hey you're close but you're not you know ultimately getting the goal that you say that you want the super bowl we talk all that stuff so it's it's really an interesting conversation i think people will be interested to hear about it might and like i said mike was in a jovial mood joking we have some fun moments in it as well so i think it's a pretty good conversation you know coach mccarthy pretty well you host his uh, weekly television show during the season lance how, how much pressure do you think mike mccarthy feels coming off and an off season in which the packers were as active as ever in free agency and expectations are as high as usual for this team yeah and i, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Brian, is I, I asked him that very question or very something very similar to that. And the one thing I will reveal to you, because, you, you know, you were forthcoming with the question as well, is is I don't think he feels any more than any other year. I mean, he knows that with the free agent signings of Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks and, you know, Jerry Evans on the offensive side and, and obviously with some, you know, key additions, Ricky Jean Francois and some other key additions as well. I'm probably going to forget somebody's along the way when you're rattling off names. But, but, you know, it is a little bit different from the, the Packers' normal mode of operation. But I think ultimately when they always say the goal is the Super Bowl, they expect success. And he, quite frankly, doesn't feel like there's any more pressure. There's always pressure in that position to deliver. And this year they feel like they're, they're pretty well equipped to do that. All right, Lance. So now that the team is shifting from morning to evening practices, do you think that's getting their body clocks ready for family night and then the preseason games to come? Absolutely. You know, they kind of monitor everything in the off season to see, okay, what is the, you know, opportune way of training and going about their business and whatever. And I think that's exactly what it is, is now the next two night practices, getting ready for family night, kind of getting in that, that uh, body clock rhythm thing, so to speak. It is interesting that Aaron Rodgers today talked about how he absolutely loves the night practices because, you know, he kind of gets into a groove and likes that feel and all that stuff. Whereas Mike McCarthy's more of a morning guy and he likes the early morning practices, which sometimes some of us reporters don't like as well. It's a pretty early bell time, but um, overall, I think it's, it's a good system that they have. Just briefly here as we preview some of the players we'll be seeing on family night, Quinton Rollins made some headlines this week after being praised by Coach Joe Witt and others. What challenge does Quinton Rollins face in the secondary, Lance? Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing, Brian, that he is one of those guys that I, I kind of called him today the forgotten man, so to speak, when people talked about, okay, can this defense take another step and Where's the improvement going to come from or whatever? It's very early, but in the first week, he has made play after play. And for Joe Witt to come out and say that, uh, it's pretty high praise, but it's, it's, it's warranted because he has played very, very well. Um, you know, I, I think what his best role is, Brian, is basically like they want to have mix and match type coverage back there and keep the offense guessing. We've seen a lot of Josh Jones. It looks like he can play sooner rather than later. Morgan Burnett still getting high praise from everyone of being, you know, kind of the quarterback of the back end of the defense. 
They want to see who their best players are. Tonight they want to test Kevin King against Aaron Rodgers. King is going to come back from that little bit of a shoulder injury, shoulder issue that he had where he sat out of practice a couple of days ago. Um, it didn't seem serious. They're going to put him right back in there and test him a little bit. They want to see what they have, and they want to have guys be ready for multiple roles and multiple positions, quite frankly, where they can kind of confuse the offense. So I think his his athleticism, if he can get the coverage part down and what he was doing well in his first year, I think Quentin Rollins would be a big key addition to the improvement of the defense. From the defensive side of the ball to offense, um, if social media is any indication, it sure seems as if Trevor Davis is getting a lot of opportunities, both as a return specialist and a receiver during training camp. Do you think we'll see him in all those roles on Saturday? Absolutely. You know, the Packers are intrigued by that 4-4-40 speed. Seems like they're maybe a little bit of a quicker team than what they've been in the past. They've tried to improve that team speed aspect. Um, so I think you're going to they're, they're going to put him out there and you're going to see just what he can handle, what he can do. You know, last year kind of got in a little bit of the proverbial doghouse when he fumbled uh, that punt. And we didn't see much of him after that. But I think year two, Mike McCarthy always talks about guys making that huge jump from year one to year two. I think they want to see if Trevor Davis can do it. Uh, the other couple of guys in year two that, that they've, they've mentioned and Mike mentioned is Dean Lowry as well as Kenny Clark. They just look like they've kind of made that step, made that jump. And a lot of times it's guys like Trevor Davis and such that they were rookies the first year and you kind of see what they've got. But then in year two, they expect them to play more. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys. Lance, before we let you go, are there any plans to stream Family Night online or a simulcast by the NFL Network? I know they've done that in the past, uh, so fans from out of state can watch Family Night. Absolutely. So this is the NASCAR part of the segment. I like to say that we promote all of our sponsors, <laughs> make sure that the, uh, what do you call it, Brian, the, the Chevron Chevrolet, the, you know, this, that, whatever. So, so, yes, it will be streamed live on tmj4.com so make a note of it tell all your friends from alaska all the way down to the florida keys that uh, yes tmj4.com it will be on streamline fantastic i'll spread i'll help spread the word the best i can lance thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and uh best of luck in the inaugural uh family night hosting duties for yourself no problem anytime brian thank you once again, thank you to Lance Allen for being our guest on today's show. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. The Packers moved practice indoors for the first time this training camp on Thursday due to rain. So inside they went to the Don Hudson Center, leaving the majority of fans unable to watch. For those able to attend, however, including the media, which is where I'm getting my reports from, they saw top draft pick Kevin King return to practice, which was a good sign. He missed one and only one practice due to a shoulder injury, but it apparently wasn't that serious. So it was good to see him return because he could certainly use the work after all the time he missed during OTAs due to an NFL rule preventing him from practicing because his college was on the quarter system, 
old news now, but uh, glad to see him back. And there was a lot of attention on King after cornerbacks coach Joe Witt spoke in a public forum at a press conference about asking quarterback Aaron Rodgers to test King, which hasn't been done much of yet previously. Uh, Rodgers also talked about throwing at King in his own press conference earlier on Thursday, only building this anticipation more. And throw they would at King. Uh, Pete Doherty uh, has a detailed write-up in the Green Bay Press-Gazette today on how Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson gave King some lessons, beating him for a couple completions, including a touchdown. Randall Cobb also got into the action. And it appeared to be a good learning experience for Kevin King. Uh, To see Doherty describe it, uh, King wasn't beaten badly, but he still had one of those welcome to the NFL moments going against one of the best quarterback wide receiver tandems in the NFL. Hopefully one that he learns from and only gets better uh, from uh, from here on out. Uh, so that was probably the biggest takeaway from practice. We also have a pending roster move to talk about. As of Friday morning, the Packers haven't made anything official yet, but a report yesterday from Mike Florio of ProFootballTalk.com, who I saw was the first to have it, uh, says the Packers will waive cornerback Herb Waters with an injury designation. He, of course, aggravated a shoulder injury one of the first days of training camp, and it's apparently going to keep him out long enough that the Packers weren't willing to wait. Uh, You know, this is a shame for Waters, who seemed to be doing a nice job making the transition from wide receiver to cornerback. Whether he would have made a push for a roster spot, however, is now something we won't know. Waters will first have to pass through waivers, and my guess is that he will. Uh, The Packers will then have a choice to make whether to keep him on injured reserve or to come to an injury settlement with him. And the direction they take could depend upon the severity of the injury. If they were to keep him on IR, he'd be done for the entire season. But if they were to reach an injury settlement with him, they do leave open the possibility that they could re-sign him several weeks into the season. I think it's eight weeks that they have to wait by NFL rule. You remember the Packers did this with linebacker Joe Thomas uh, a few seasons ago. So we'll see how that plays out. In the meantime, however, that has opened up a roster spot. And according to Rob Domovsky of ESPN.com, the Packers are signing rookie defensive lineman Ayalua Fanin. Uh, and forgive me if I mispronounce the first name there. Uh, Ayalua, Ayalua, um, however it's, it is pronounced. Uh, a player who previously took part in the team's rookie minicamp this past spring on a tryout basis. I actually went back to an interview we had with Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com about the tryout players during rookie minicamp. We actually talked to him about Ailua Fanin, um, and and here's just a a brief replay of of what the Packers are inheriting here from a guy who played his college football just last year 
at the University of Arizona. So a, a Power 5 program. Here's what Nathan Yankee had to say about him. Sure. In 2014 and 2015, he barely saw the field, only 34 snaps over the over those two years. So it was really this past year uh, he was a rotational defensive tackle for them. Um, over half of his snaps he lined up at nose tackle. So he kind of fits that Packers mold of being able to play multiple spots over the defensive line. Um, over that time, he was definitely a two-down player. Uh, didn't have any sacks and just a couple pressures over that time but he did grade reasonably well as a run defender. Uh, 12 run stops over 200 run snaps, which isn't excellent, but it is good for the top third of college defensive tackles last year, and then didn't provide much on special teams. So um, if he were to contribute, it would definitely be kind of that two-down um, base defense, rotational defensive lineman. Teams need the- There you go. That's Nathan Yonke on Ealua Fanine. Um, who just, you know, looking at his background, um, you know, he did serve a, a mission during college, so he missed some time, and maybe that you can look at and say maybe that impacted his development a little bit. Um, but his brother plays in the NFL. I believe it is Jonathan Fanine. Uh, so there are some bloodlines there that are can get you excited about this player a little bit, and hopefully he builds upon what he showed the Packers in their rookie mini camp. I suppose uh, it's better than nothing. He's got, you know, two practices under his belt during the off season in which he was with the Packers, but uh, wasn't signed uh, during OTAs or mini camp or anything like that. So he's, he's a little bit behind from that perspective, but good to see him get in here before preseason games even start. Uh, so he'll get uh, a week plus of practice under his belt um, uh, before hitting the field in an actual game. So uh, welcome, Ealua Fanin, to the Green Bay Packers. And uh, that kind of brings us to our next segment of the show. The day ahead. All right. So Friday starts off with a pre-practice press conference with head coach Mike McCarthy at 4.45 p.m. Central Time, which will be streamed live at Packers.com, and then that will be followed by their second consecutive nighttime practice held, uh, weather permitting, at Ray Nitschke Field at 6.15 p.m. local time. Uh, That also represents the final practice before Saturday's Packers Family Night And that, of course, uh, the event we talked about with Lance Allen, uh, the event many have been waiting for, kind of the crown jewel of Packers training camp. And uh, it is technically a practice, just a very high-profile practice for the Green Bay Packers. The event is sold out, but if you don't have tickets, you can watch it on NBC affiliates throughout Wisconsin. And as Lance Allen just told us, for those of you outside Wisconsin, you can see it streaming live on TMJ4.com. I'm not sure. It may even be available on a few uh, affiliates of the Packers TV network outside the state of Wisconsin as well. I would have to look into that to know which ones for sure. Uh, For those that have tickets, however... Doors to Family Night open at 5.30 p.m. Central Time with the team to be introduced on the field at 7.30 p.m. 
and uh, a little bit more of a uh, practice to follow. I, I think they actually start warming up before they're introduced, but then they come off the field for a while, introduced, and then get back to practice. Uh, as usual, the Packers will be holding their jerseys off our backs promotion. Uh, in the evening, we'll conclude with a fireworks show, so plenty there uh, to look forward to and you know things they've been doing for several years. They have other you know, entertainment throughout the day uh, as it's very much, you know, they try to make it as much of a game environment as possible, an opportunity in many uh, instances for people who don't have tickets to, uh, you know, Packers regular season games, uh, which are all, of course, held by season ticket holders. Uh, So an affordable way for people to get inside Lambeau Field and experience uh, what it's like to be at a game uh, without having to pay those enormous <laughs> ticket prices. So it's a very cool event, and uh, uh, those of you going there, even watching on TV, I hope you enjoy it very much. Uh, I should also mention for those attending training camp today, the Packers are hosting a special paid tour of Lambeau Field guided by former center Frank Winters on Friday at 2.30 p.m., for which you can buy tickets. Um, The Packers do tours of Lambeau Field all the time, but this is a rare opportunity to have a former player narrate the tour for you, and I assume interact with them and ask questions, things like that. So check that out at Packers.com for more information and to buy tickets. I think they have a link that'll take you that you can buy those um, online. And and that'll be followed by a public appearance by Frank Winters at Lambeau Field starting at 4.15 p.m. Uh, So kind of precedes the the press conference and practice tonight. Uh, Then tomorrow, Saturday, former safety Leroy Butler, meanwhile, will make an appearance at 4 o'clock p.m. at Lambeau Field before the start of family night. So there's plenty to look forward to in the very near future as the Packers training camp continues. I believe also former running back Tony Fisher will be making an appearance on Sunday. So those of you in, you know, over at training camp over the weekend, whether it's family night or just watching practice, lots of things you can do to supplement uh, watching the Packers. Um, we will react to what happens on the field at Packers family night on Monday's episode of Railbird Central, so you can look forward to that as uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. And that'll do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much, folks, for joining us today. Thank you to Lance Allen of TMJ4 in Milwaukee for being our guest And uh, that'll do it, folks. Have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. And we will talk to you once again uh, just two, uh, well, three days from now on Monday. So see you later, folks. Uh, Have a good one. I leave you today with a song called Rosie by the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go Pack Go. Go.